The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years. Makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world. to the sportscaster and her son. I'm your host, Peggy Kaczynski, 12-time Emmy Award-winning sportscaster in Chicago. And my co-host, Jason, is getting the show off today. Because of COVID-19, he is finally able to get out and about and spend some time with his girlfriend and with friends. And considering he missed everything in his senior year, uh, the final month of school, I am not pushing it with him uh, to to do more than um, he would really want to do in his last summer before he starts college at UT Austin. So on this podcast, typically, we bridge the gap between the generations. I am a baby boomer, and Jason is generation... Z, I think. I don't even remember anymore. Anyways, typically we, we talk sports and it bridges the gap between, um, you know, the generation gap between us. And what I have done recently during COVID-19 is I have phoned a lot of friends. I have learned to reach out and get in touch with people I have not talked to in a long time. And so I've brought that to the podcast as well. And so in this episode, I will be phoning a friend. Thank you. Come on, Uncle Jim, the party start. Hear that music? Hi, Kevin Matthews. Hey now, Peggy. How are you? I'm good. You are on the Sportscaster and Her Son podcast, and my son is getting the show off because he missed his last two months of senior year of high school and has been inside for almost three months with me and the rest of the family. And um, to keep the peace, now that he is able to get out and about and visit friends, I am uh, giving him you know, the day off. So I, I just thought that you and I could chat and catch up. What's been going on for two months? Was he skipping school? Uh, it would be called COVID nineteen. Um, what 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 is that? <laughs> where where have you been living? How do you know about COVID nineteen? Is that like a suburb, a new one? Yeah, exactly. It is. It's it's. Um, no, I have no idea. You probably live in one of those states in which you have been doing everything you've wanted to do when you want to do it, and you're out and about, aren't you? <laughs> uh, pre- you know what? Actually, yeah. I pretty much were going to do what I'm going to do. Good, f- good for you. Hey, I want. Yeah. I get asked all the time, what's going on with you? Where? Where's Kevin? What's he doing these days? So, Wait a minute. Go back. <laughs> because when you and I were working together, yeah. You, when, when we first started working together, you weren't even married. Then you got married. <laughs> then you were trying to have kids. I know. I mean, for the longest time on air, you were trying to have kids. I mean, not on air. I mean, not in front of me. Well, but, we did, actually. No. <laughs> but but you, really, you did. I mean, you were the first to ever talk about intro. Yeah. Uh, you, you really were. I mean, you broke that ground. But is 
that's the baby you had who's now graduated from high school? Yes, Kevin. That is oh, one of God. the twins. One of the twins. so close to death. Isn't that Are crazy? you kidding me? It really is when you think about it. So, oh, my goodness. I can, I can remember you trying to have the baby. Right? You finally get pregnant. Yes. You have the baby, and now here we are, and... Wow. Well, let wait. I remember before I met my husband. I remember when I met him. You and I were working on the radio. Um, I don't know, the, not the Loop. We were at one of the one of the many stations in Chicago, uh, yeah. which you could hear the Kevin <laughs> Matthews show. And um, I remember when I met my husband Jason uh, at Medina Country Club. Uh, I was golfing as a guest of Jane Makita, and um, I ran into him, met him at the club, and uh, I remember coming back and telling you, "Oh, I'm going to marry that guy." Yeah. Yeah, and you had you had a psychic on the show, which I still don't quite understand how it works, how you can have a psychic over the radio and they can actually read you. Um, but this psychic told asked me if he was a twin, and I said, no, he's not a twin. And I, and I was like, all right, I don't believe this guy. And he said, no, 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 I see twins. I see twins. Lo and behold, he and I have twins. It's crazy. And then I yeah. went through all my in vitro. I would leave. You would let me leave the show. We did a morning show. I would go to Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago, go get my shots, uh, go get checked out, uh, go get the um, plunger put in me. <laughs> and then I'd come back and finish the show. And I mean, it's yeah. it's crazy. That was- well, you know what? We, we were breaking such ground. I know that sounds so trite today. But nobody was doing this. Nobody was talking about that. No. And you really brought issues. I mean, think of how many people that has to happen in order to have a family. And, and you educated everybody on the whole process. I know. It was crazy. It was a little, you know, kind of bearing everything at that time. But, you know, Kevin, that's one of the things about the show. It was so perfect because the chemistry with everybody was great um you know the doc god rest his soul was so fabulous on the show the producer jelly had the perfect yep. attitude um pugsley was just funny as all get up um i mean there were just jim i almost Peggy, forgot about jim if we, if, yeah if we go if we go all the way back think of, you said doc yeah. You know, and, and today the world is talking about race and whatnot. Doc and I were talking about race relations. Yep. I mean, decades ago, decades ago. It reminds me of Steve and his producer, Marcus. Or if you remember, you know, our radio show, we were the one of the first to ever have a float in the gay pride parade. And we had Dan, the gay American on. Mm-hmm. We've had Danny and Jerome, you're trying to have a baby. You know, it was just what we were doing was talking about what was really happening in Chicago and throughout the Midwest. And and it, it really broke ground. And, and today, to this day, I still have that attitude. You know, I might be a lot older, but I'm, you know, I'm still thinking outside the box, as they say. And you are, too. And you know what? You know, I never really thought of it that way with Doc, that you and him would would have some really funny bits um and really what they were were eye-opening exchanges as to 
you know, stereotypes that were yeah. going on um, yeah. that still go still goes on right now. Um, yeah. I can't believe you guys got away with some of the things that you did. That was 20 years ago. Well, one of the things that I'll never forget is um, I sent Doc and Jerome to a very wealthy neighborhood. Oh. And they were just walking down the street with a television set. I think it was River and Forest. Were, and, 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 and the cops came within 10 minutes. And that was act, actually, we did that on Martin Luther King's birthday to see, you know, how far we had come. And those moments, yeah, I loved the show. But more importantly, I loved the audience because they were in on it too, as far as, you know, we did everything together with the audience. We knew who our audience was. Yep. They'd invite us to come over to their pool or barbecue. We went over and we barbecued. We went, we did, we did, we grew up together. And that's, you know, the greatest moments of my life were growing up in, you know, Chicago. You said you met your husband in Medina and you were around one of Stan Makita's kids. And I think of, I was thinking of Stan Makita the other night, you know, it's, uh, the the people that we've witnessed, uh, the sports, mm -hmm. the athletes, we saw it all happen. It was an amazing, it was just a beautiful time. And it was one of your golf outings that I wrote about in Chicago District Golf Magazine. Uh, I did the back cover um, column and uh, I wrote about how I was so afraid to golf in Chicago when I came home uh, to Chicago because I thought everyone's a good golfer, but I knew I should do some of these outings because it was the best way to get my name out there and to meet listeners and for me and television viewers. And so I would play the Kevin Matthews golf outings, which <laughs> if anyone was not a golfer, that was the outing to go to. And it was that outing where... Um, uh, Maggie, uh, who was it? Someone threw his shoes up on the roof of the clubhouse and Maggie went up there and, to get them. And then they took the ladder away while he was up there. And he's all Keith Magnuson, for those of you um, not from Chicago, former Blackhawk. And, and Maggie was very bow-legged. And he goes up the, that ladder, gets his, his shoes, turns around, and the ladder's gone. And he's stuck on top of the roof. I thought, yeah. oh, my goodness. This is a riot. This is golf. Uh, oh, no one cared about the Peggy, golf. <laughs> you know? We had we had ten outings, ten golf outings, and we got kicked out of all ten courses. <laughs> <I know. laughs> ten golf outings, ten courses, and I know. <laughs> wow, it's just unreal. Chris so, Chelios would always been... come. Former Blackhawk would always come to your your golf outings. What's let's start with sports. Some of the guys that you became friends with were Kevin Butler, former Bears kicker. Yeah. Um, give me give me some of your memories you know of some what? of the you athletes know, what, that you that you I, would what, have on. What, well, when I first came to Chicago, and he came up like the first week, and we just hit it off. Darren Pang. Look at Darren Pang, who is the goalie for the Blackhawks, who's gone on to just be the voice of hockey, and you know at that time as well the. Uh, Bears had just won uh, the Super Bowl, so we just got comfortable with the entire Bears organization, including Ditka and the coaches. And then that young kid from North Carolina, Michael Jordan, you know, he was – yep. I remember that. Yep. Uh, we, we saw the best. And then you saw the replacements, the people, the Erlackers come in and and the, the, the new Blackhawks and the White Sox and you know, the Cubs – 
I, I always, I, I grew up in Michigan, so I was always a Tiger fan because of Ernie Harwell, who would call the Tiger games, and it was just the American League. So I was, I, I, I just grew up loving the American League. So when I came over to Chicago, of course, there's the White Sox. You know, the National League was just torn to me and Wrigley Field at that time. You went up there oh, to yeah. just play. <laughs> just gamble and, and you know you know you just went there to get drunk right right it wasn't about baseball at all and play mound ball <laughs> we played mound ball and got drunk at Wrigley and then left right after the seventh inning and just went to more bars so it was in Chicago at that time culturally when the loop is underway culturally I talk about this to this day you had Oprah coming in here more Downey Jr. coming in here Culturally, we had Second City, Bill Murray, uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. He yeah. used to come in studio with you. Well, he, I'm, he, I'm working in the building he unfortunately died in. Yeah. Which, you know, I, it was just an amazing culturally. Sh- Chicago was just happening. You know, it was just the perfect storm. Absolutely. Musically, your favorite guest that you've ever had on uh, one of your radio shows. You know, that's another thing, too. I put a montage of bands that I broke from college. And I still love listening to music. And, Peggy, it's like 25 minutes long, and it's just saw little segments of it. That's a really tough one because I, I really got to know Frank Zappa very well. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go. Frank invited me to come, and when I was in California, actually come to the house you know, where Ahmet, Dweezil, and Moon, the kids, and mm-hmm. Gail, his wife, and the studio. But unfortunately, that's when, you know, he started uh, prostate uh, cancer. I had a cold. I couldn't go see him. And I, I really, I never got a chance to see him because he just got sicker. But I, I just, we just broke so many bands. I So many, Melissa Etheridge to R.E.M., to the Sex Pistols when I'm in college, to Motorhead. Everything. We just, I, I loved music and, and music in, in Chicago certainly is, is solid. We would have uh, a lot of uh, actors come through um, and come stop on the show. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember um, every now and then I can remember. Um, oh, I, I'm so bad at names. You you do remember that I am the worst person when it comes to pop culture. I know nothing about music. I know nothing right, I, about yeah, actors. I saw, I, yeah, I, I saw you. I saw you and your daughter on TikTok. It was brutal. Oh my god, that was the worst. Your poor daughter, man. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It is so yeah, bad. But yeah. I'm so I'm yeah. such a I'm such an old fifty six year old. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like I remember we were in Michigan doing a um uh some shows of your radio shows, and who was it that we were on stage with? It's a really popular band, <laughs> and uh, oh gosh, oh my gosh, I want to say one we of did, <sighs> like a, like a Dave Mason or no. I mean, we, 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 
Oh, it's going to drive me crazy trying to remember. Anyways, every yeah. time I see them on every time I see them on TV, I go, "Hey, we were on stage with them. We introduced them at yeah. some festival." And yeah, we don't know what they who I, they are, but still, I, I kind of remember them. That's good. I, I, feel like wow. I, can't, I can't really remember them, but actors like I do remember like a lot of a lot of Second City Saturday Night Live uh, actors yeah. came through the the studios. Um, do you you remember any of uh, any stand out to you uh, visits that you had with um, any actors or know, actresses? I always loved it when Bill Murray would call or, you know, Bill Murray, his, his, the whole Murray family, especially his sister was a big Kev head. Oh, that's um, right. Was, yeah, she, was and, she the psychic or something or um, wasn't? Oh, no, no, no. That was a Belushi. That oh, was, that was uh, Belushi. That you're was right. Belushi's sister. Yes, that's yeah, right. I mean, you really, yep. Uh, that there's, you know, there's just a ton of folks that uh, grow, grew up and were raised in uh, in Chicago. Um, Jeremy Piven and oh, that's all right. these folks. You know, they're just, it was, we had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. We had more Downey, Oprah. Yep. You know, or, you know, I, I totally loved the series on ESPN on uh, the Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Is you know when I was and you were working at AM one thousand, we were the radio home for the Chicago Bulls. So you had the lineup of Brandmeier, Steve Dog, Gary, and me, and you, and uh, and the Chicago Bulls. You know it was think of how close we were. Phil Jackson would call Brandmeier in the morning, you know, or you would have Johnny Red Kerr. He, he was like a dad to me. Yep. Um, and and you watched Michael Jordan grow up, and then. I started to impersonate Bill Cartwright, and then the That's Bulls. Right. The Bulls used to listen like Scotty Pippen and Jordan, and those guys would listen because I could, you know, talk like that Bill Cartwright. And uh, and then when I saw Bill uh, talk in the uh, the last dance, I started laughing. Which is great. Jim Shorts. Get a life. Respected. Okay. Irish gonna win by 56. Why, you wait, wanna make a little wager on it? No. Why not? Because it's gambling, you not. Come on. Shut up. Jim Shorts. Dedicated. What do you do for a living? I'm a physical educator. Get out of here. I bet you got a camera in there, too, don't you? No camera. You not. Movies. Oh, God. Get out of here. Jim Shorts. Loved. Boy, all of a sudden, these people are turning on me. Yeah, like snakes. Jim Shorts, friend of Chicago's sports elite. Jim, how's Pippen? Talk to him lately? Yeah, I talked to Scotty Pippen. That's a bunch of garbage. Okay, hang on. Hi, Crash is Jimmy up in control. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, uh, any messages for me today? Well, Scotty called earlier. Scotty who? Come Pippen. on. Huh? Well, thanks, I appreciate it, Chris. Okay. See ya, not. Call now and discuss your sport. <laughs> Just a good time, Peg. People would answer me. They 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 would say, "Was that stuff like? Well, that that was real. Like when that happened, that that was real." And I was like, "Yeah." Oh. Some of it was, some of it was theater of the mind when we would all just kind of be on the same page and, uh, and on the same joke. Um, but it was great. It was, you know, there was nothing like, uh, radio back then in the nineties. No. It no. just it was, was the best. it was the best. It truly was because in Chicago. Yeah. You, 
you had mentioned, you know, this is before you met your husband. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a young guy married and uh, we have Trev, he's little and Teague is just born and we would all, and we're doing the morning show peg and we would be out until late. You'd come in, you're still drunk and you're slap happy. And those were some of the fun, the best times because we were so slap happy from being tired and it was just a nonstop party. It was crazy. I did CLTV. I would do the 10 o'clock news, meet my friends out on Rush Street afterwards. So midnight, I'd be on Rush Street. And then I had to be back in studio with you at 5 a.m. And I would ride ride my bike to work. That's good. That was... Real fun riding a bike drunk. (laughs) That was some brutal, (laughs) some brutal mornings. Uh, (laughs) What's it like, Peg? I mean, here, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're a legacy in sports. And this year, it's all been unplugged. Do you think we'll have I, – I don't even know why baseball is even going to start. Why not just start it up next year and basketball? Football's got a chance. But you, do you think we'll see any sports? Yeah, I do. I think by the end of the summer we will. Um, baseball, uh, we believe there's a, an agreement in place. So by the end of July they should be starting a 60-game season. Um, basketball will be – easier for them to play all their games at wide world of sports um the espn complex in um orlando um hockey hockey i worry about because that that's one of those sports that could least afford to lose any momentum of fans in a season so um they can't they can play um i just think that it might be interesting with such a short season for hockey it may end up being the best thing for them because everybody will be watching everything once it starts because everyone will have missed so much sports that it might almost be like an NCAA tournament with hockey that everyone just gets into it because it's like a round robin, one big tournament. Um, You know, football will be interesting to see what happens in the fall right now. So many guys in training camps, uh, the college training camps are, are getting sick again or testing positive. So I'm not, I'm just not sure how you can actually, play football you can't play football social distancing i mean i'm not an idiot but you, you first of all it's one of the sports in which you're you're dripping with sweat you spit into the guy across the line from you into his eyes you know uh you're you're on these um piles these after a tackle um exchanging you know you have a lot of your your body fluids are are around i just don't know with football um how safe it's going to be um but i'm I'm interested to see it, to be honest with you. I'm interested for to see each of the sports because uh, as fun as it's been to hang with your family and to kind of get back to maybe slowing life down a bit, um, I, I'm back to wanting to, to cheer for something and root for something. So, yeah, I do think we're going to see sports, but, you know, not for until the end of the summer, I think. So how will the Chicago Bears do? Let's just say forget the virus, you know, there's, the schedule, how are they going to do? I, well, um, since I'm more of a fan now, I like the team that they are building. I like the competition that they have brought in at quarterback with Nick Foles. Um, you know, let's see if that will spark Mitch Trubisky. Um, the defense is that's always going to happen. Well, you, know, you never like know. You said, 
No, you said spark, and I just think of an old Model T <laughs> and, and, and and a spark plug. No. That's you never, not you happen. never know. Listen, it's it, the defense. No. The defense could no. carry this team if the offense yeah. can just be, right. you know, passable. But now go, now go across the lake. How do you think the Detroit Lions will do? I, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's go up to Wisconsin. How do you? How do you think uh, uh, Green Bay will do? Mm. I, I personally think mentally, it's a train wreck up there. Yeah, they're after their draft in Green Bay. They're like, oh boy, there's going to be some. I can't wait to see that yeah. explode again. I know. Minnesota, I, know. I think, has always been overrated. I really do. They've had so they've had a couple of good years with good opportunities, but just haven't been able yeah. to, you know, to push. Okay, the let's button. go to Vegas in the Raiders. I still think that could be the most expensive ongoing joke. What do you think? <laughs> I totally seriously. agree. Like putting you know, teams I, in Vegas. Oh my yeah. gosh. I wish I was I wish I was covering a team in Vegas because imagine the stories. Oh my yeah. gosh. The the outside of the games and practices, there would be nonstop, nonstop stories. It'd be now, great. Now if you put if you're in Vegas, would you put money? For how would you? Where would you put money? Where do Ooh. they end up? Tampa Bay. Oh, I and, don't know. Brady. I oh, I really hate that. I hate that he went to Tampa Bay. It's so stupid. It reminds me of uh, Joe Montana in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. It's just ugh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but if I were in Vegas, what team would I? You know. Yeah. Who Who do you think would win the Super Bowl? Do you think it'll I don't, be I don't uh, think Kansas I, City again? Well, I think that you have to look at those are definitely a favorite, but I do like the Bears. I do think that the Bears have an opportunity to make some noise, you know, and as long as Matt Nagy can figure out what he did wrong last year. Yeah, he can't. He can't. I know. know. He can't. They should have cleaned house. Every coach should have been gone. Hey, Kevin, why? We've talked about everybody that was on the show except the guy who did sports. And Jim, what is he doing these days? Oh, Jim's actually doing a really, he's a mogul now. He is, uh, he bought a radio station from iHeart, just one. It's an AM station for $70. <laughs> and it's up on Beaver Island. And he's it's where? also done. It's on Beaver Island? It's on Beaver Island in the in Lake Michigan. Yeah, it's on, an, uh, it's on a casino. It's in a, he's got his own casino. Uh-huh. He's, he's killing it, actually. Hey, Jimmy! Hi, Harry! <laughs> well, I tell you, you're funny today. What? You know, you're a funny guy. What? It makes me laugh. What do you mean, the way I talk? What? You know, you're... You're just funny. You know, the way your child is dying and everything. Is... Funny how? I mean, what? what's funny about it? Uh, Jimmy, he didn't mean anything by it. No, Matt, he's a big boy. He knows what he said. What do you say? Funny how? Just, I mean... What? You, you know, you're, you're, you're funny. Jesus, I... You mean, let me understand you. Maybe it's uh, me. I'm a little f***ed up, maybe. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? I make you laugh? I'm here to f- amuse you? What do you mean, funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Just, you know, I mean, just how you tell a story. No, 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 I don't know. Well, you said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the f*** am I funny? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the f*** out of here, mother. 
I almost had him, you stuttering didn't I? <laughs> He's working a lot with Larry Wirt, our old boss, and Larry. Well, Larry's I, like I did agent. see he did last year. He was doing these really cool um, predictions, right? Animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. animated uh, for yeah. the NFL. He was doing football predictions. Yeah, I saw those on Twitter. Yeah. Right? What was? Do you know what his yep. Twitter handle is for that? Um, I just think it's dumbass <laughs> uh, on Twitter and dumbass on Instagram and then dumbass on Facebook. But uh, yeah, Jim is doing very, very well. He's doing better than anybody that was on the loop. He's doing better than Brandmeier, Dahl, everybody, <laughs> me, everybody. That he is, really is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that's Jim was their favorite. So that's good. I'll have yeah. to, I'll have to look him up. I'll have to for sure look yeah. him up. Um, so Kevin, tell me about your family and tell me you, you are not a grandfather right now. Yeah, I am. Believe it or not. My, uh, my daughter, she loves kids. Uh, my son, Trev, he's a musician out in L.A. Wow. And they're all on dry dock. I think they're the, I think musicians are going to be the last to come uh. back. And then uh, my daughter, yeah, she's, I love her. She's got a seven-year-old, a six, a five, and a six-month. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. So she's little Teague. She's, uh, she's L- quite a mom. She's little great. Teague has four. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing! What first for with Trevor? What's his band's name? He's in a band called. Well, he's playing with Dawes. Okay, yeah, uh, Dawes, and then he was also out, and then the virus hit with the uh, Theo Katzman, and both of them are are great. You know, Dawes is very established. They uh, they all opened up. Dawes opened up for ELO when they did the North American tour, and you know, it's yeah, Trev's doing what he loves to do is to play music oh that's fantastic that's really great i just i yeah. love hearing your voice i love hearing get, tell me what you're doing is there is there any new uh projects that uh your fans can can look up or follow you and um you know right now what we're doing i just uh i'm, I'm just uh, going through archives of audio tape and videotape and eventually i'd like to launch a platform i authored a book and i'm staying busy with that and, you know, I'm just really just enjoying my family. And, you know, if Deb doesn't kill me, my wife, you know, poison me in my sleep, which I think I'm getting really close to. I would hate to be married to me. It's just, I really mean it. Wait, how long have you guys been married? Because we used to say that 20 years ago, that that she uh, was a saint. She is, 37 years. Oh, my If Lord. she could kill me. She would, but forensics is so good right now. But I, I also was diagnosed with MS, but she could make it. So, like, if I fell down a flight of steps. Stop it. Or, you stop know, especially it. a big flight of Kevin, marble steps. Kevin, that if, That could work where I just, like, oh. tumble. Like, you know, like, think of how many. Who's got the most marble steps in Chicago? Like a theater, like the opera, where you're all the way up at the top, oh my and you break your neck like 17 steps down, and it's just horrible. Yeah, this is a nice thought. This is nice. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling with since the MS diagnosis? How are you doing? Great, I, I guess. I mean, you know, you get used to it. Um, it's they, they really, honestly, have come a long ways with new drugs with MS. So I get transfusions. I feel like Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> really? You know, so it's, yeah, I feel like Frankenstein. 
I'm so I walk like Frankenstein actually too. Oh, thank God. You know what? I, now that I have MS, I'm so glad I don't have to golf anymore. <laughs> it's just, I'm not kidding you. God, I suck so bad. And now I have a great excuse. I've got MS. I can't golf. Oh and I can't. I couldn't golf then. I certainly can't golf now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, it, it is so great to hear your voice. It's so well, great to you. catch I, up. And, and good. Yeah. You know, I want to tell I want to tell our listeners that um, you, if you have not checked out Kevin's book *Broken Mary*, you have to check it out. It is a story of faith, and it is really phenomenal. Um, it's a side of yeah, Kevin I, I, that yeah. you guys may not know, and it's um, it's very uplifting and um, very proud of you for writing that, Kevin. Yeah, uh, you know, I love that book. That's great. You know what I also love about that book is it takes you really behind the scenes of radio, my stand-up comedy, and the, the miracle we call Broken Mary. And yeah, I'm I'm really really happy with that. Um, there's some folks that are working on documentary on that right now as they speak. So yeah, everything's good. You know, knock on wood. I would love to see the world kind of get along and stop fighting and you're grounded go to the corner exactly where can fans catch up with you on uh, social media no i've been banned from everything um <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, you can kevin matthews at uh like facebook oh it's actually if you go to facebook the official fan of kevin matthews you know we we stay in touch and then Next year, I really do want to launch this uh, this platform. That could be very, very cool. But other than that, you know, I'm just I really think about Chicago every day, and and everybody that listened to Peg and I, thank you very much because it was the audience that made the show so work. It was the audience. Well, it's great to catch up with you. Have a great summer. Give Deb my love. Um, squeeze and hug those grandbabies. Yeah. And I would love to see you soon. Thank you so much, Kevin, for spending some time yeah. with us. And God bless your son, man. That's an amazing thing that he's graduated. I can remember how hard it was to bring him into the world, but he's here. And God bless you and the whole family, Peg. So typically after we talk to our guests and we do the interviews, we get Jason's predictions. So since Jason is not here and taking this episode off, I will give you my predictions. He's not going to like this. Uh, number one, Jason will have no idea who Kevin Matthews is, even though there are publicity photos framed on our basement wall. And I have Kevin to thank for giving me my huge, huge leap in broadcasting in Chicago. Number two, Jason will be happier than ever by August because sports will be back in full swing and he will be leaving for college. And number three, Jason will never come back from college. He is so sick of us here at home. Oh boy, that's my prediction. I hope does not come true. Uh, my closing thoughts. Our shelter in place has been lifted here in Illinois and we are free at last. But some life changing things have indeed happened in the past few months since we have been staying home. You know, we lived uh, through a pandemic and we learned how to slow our life down. It may not have been easy, but we did learn that we can cope. And we opened our eyes to the plight of some of our friends who may not look the same as we do. 
and have given waves of support signaling some significant social change is going on in our country. I was always told that there are angels that give you signs. You just need to be able to stop and see them. Maybe that's what we needed to do. Stop what we were doing so that we could see exactly that. My thanks to the legendary Chicago radio personality, Kevin Matthews. You may have been lucky enough to hear him on the Loop Radio in Chicago in the 90s or the old AM1000. I was lucky enough to work with him. You can follow Kevin on Facebook at Kevin Matthews or on Twitter at What Are You Goofy? And thanks to Adam Yaffe for his amazing support and expertise in always driving this podcast. Artwork and logo designed by Shay Canander. Please subscribe to our podcast, The Sportscaster and Her Son, on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Radio.com, really wherever you listen. And reminder, if you love this show, please leave us a review. We need reviews to move us up those algorithms. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash sportscaster and follow the simple instructions. Don't forget to keep checking out Jason's stories as he continues to write for gojobruin.com and Windy City. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and thesportscasterandherson.com. Thank you for listening. Jason, come home, please. We'll talk to you next time. Enjoy your freedom, everybody. The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years. Makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world.